and welcome to Two Girls, One Brew. I'm Christy. Hey, I'm Jamie. And with us today is a very special guest. Uh, how many months has this been in the, <laughs> the works? We have tried to get together, but we have Rachel Brighty from up in Niceville. And what is the name of the brewery again? Uh, I work for Third Planet Brewing. And uh, we actually were introduced like uh, out of the way. Okay, my husband went to take his beer test. <laughs> he, met, <laughs> he, went, he met Rachel and we've been trying to connect ever since then to try and get a show and be able to talk. And you sent down this fabulous beer, which was delicious. And I enjoyed it. I did not write notes because it was months ago. And yeah, <laughs> but it That's was okay. good. It was good. <laughs> That's okay. We can try another one. That's, That's yes. right. That's a goal for the next one. Right. That's a goal for the next one. So. We'll make that happen. Rachel was telling me uh, that she's, you know, so you have a degree in marine biology uh, and you love nature and animals, which I love animals as well, and as well as Christy. We all love that. And I love the fact that the brewery is third planet brewing, which is interesting. So, uh, which leads me to a very important question I have. I've always thought anytime a brewery gives money back to an animal rescue or some type of conservation, it, it, to me, you're going to get my sale every time. You're going to get my money. Um, have you thought about something like that, like developing a beer that would go back towards a uh, conservation uh me personally yeah i have um i think that it's such a cool concept to be able to craft something and then like do good with that um and since animals and like nature are near and dear to my heart that's a hundred percent something i would do um at third planet uh fortunately we are always doing lots of cool like charities and things like that and it just so happens we didn't brew a specialty beer for it but we do have an upcoming event this weekend it's a dog adoption event oh Um, so that's kind of cool so we do work like with local um animal rescues and things like that uh to help where we can which you know i love Cool. I love that. And you were talking about science, how you, you know, love the science of making beer. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? When you were talking to me a little bit about the, the breakdown of, of, you know, with the chemicals or removing the chemicals yeah. from the water and your fascination with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I kind of mentioned to you, my background is in marine biology. Um, and so I studied that in environmental science and what I really like about beer is just, um, kind of, it takes, it is science. Um, it's science and art and it's kind of this beautiful, like tie between the two. Um, for me, I really like that if you can understand the science on like on a deeper level, like if you can understand the water chemistry or you can understand the hot profiles or the pH balance and things like that. And then you can understand how to manipulate those specific things. You can really craft any beer that you could possibly think of. Um, Because at the end of it, all the flavors and the nuances that you're getting from beer are just tweaks in the chemistry or in the biochemistry of the beer. No, but that's really cool. Now, how did, how do you go from marine biology and environmental studies to brewing? What, what, how long have you been brewing and what, what sparked your interest in it? So I have been brewing commercially um, for just under four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like, I don't know. I've, it's a thing now, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. When I, <laughs> when I did it for a year or two, I was like, yeah, you know, I've only been in it a year. I've only been in it two years. And now I'm like, yeah, like I'm going on four years of this. 
um, kind of a happy accident and also hard work, I guess, on my part. Um, I've always liked craft beer. That's always sort of been like my my niche when it came to like drinking and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, craft beer was sort of like what I went for versus, I don't know, ciders or seltzers or hard alcohol or what have you. Um, so I already kind of had an affinity for it, but from the other side of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and from there, I, I was working in my field in marine biology and I really loved it. Um, and I still love it. I still am a huge proponent, uh, for ocean conservation and all that kind of stuff. But, um, for me, I was having a really hard time finding what I wanted to do in that field and Mm -hmm. what was like feeling rewarding for me. And I was kind of at this point, I make a joke. It's like a midlife crisis or I guess quarter life crisis. Cause I was like 25 (laughs) at the time. (laughs) Um, But basically, I was realizing like these people who had more experience in the marine biology world than I did were coming back and applying for the same positions that I was applying for. So it was sort of a wake up call, like I need to figure out what I'm going to do. I was Mm -hmm. already working for a brewery called Ye Old Brothers Brewery up in Navarre at the time. Okay, Um, I was managing and I was kind of like, popping into the brewery when I could, you know, like, oh, what are you guys doing today? Like, what's, what's being brewed? Like, oh, where is this in the fermentation process? Can I try this thing? And um, I sort of inserted myself, (laughs) whether, uh, whether Bill wanted me back there or not, I think he would have kicked me out if he wasn't okay with it. Um, But yeah, so he, Bill was the head brewer there. um, So he kind of took my interest and, started teaching me on the side. And before I knew it, I was helping out, um, in the brewery part-time and, uh, Bill ended up leaving that company, I guess, within a year of me kind of stepping up underneath him. And that's when I took over the head brewing position there. Oh, nice. Uh, the next, like, nice. Thanks. And, and then how did you end up at third planet? So third planet, um, they were not too far down the road, uh, but, I was looking to move and make a little bit of a change. Um, I reached out to the head brewer, Brian Detweiler, um, I almost two years ago exactly now, and kind of asked them if they were looking for help. And this was literally the day they got their canning line. Oh, wow. So I guess I could not have timed that better. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, uh, he asked me to come on and kind of help here and there. So I was kind of working part-time on the larger system, which is a 15 barrel, uh, stout tank system that mm-hmm. we brew on. Um, but we had another location at the time and it was a two barrel, uh, like a two barrel brewing system with four fermenters and that's very similar to the size of the brewery that I had come from. Okay. So they kind of let me take full reign of that and I got to just brew whatever my heart desired um, as far as like experimental stuff and um, crafting just different bloggers and ales and really whatever crazy thing that I wanted to make, which was cool. (laughs) Nice. I love that. Yeah. So now what was the first beer you made? 
Ooh. Are we talking like homebrew or commercially? Homebrew first. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so it was bad. I'll just preface <laughs> with that. It was really, really terrible. You're learning. <laughs> yes. Um, I did one of those like Mr. Beer kits, oh. I think. Um, like, so uh. it wasn't even, I wasn't using all grain. It was just like the extracts. And I think I was trying to make like an American wheat did not turn out was like, I, I have no idea what I did wrong. <laughs> Cause looking back now, I had no idea what in the heck I was doing. Um, to be honest, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was the first beer I ever brewed at home. And then, like and then your first beer. commercial beer. First commercial beer I ever made was the Black Bear Honey Wheat. And that was Ooh. with the Old Brothers. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's it's their bestseller. Okay. It's really, really great. Uh, we used a orange blossom honey that is from down here in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used, I'm in. I believe, 13 pounds uh, for a single barrel. So we had 26 pounds in a two barrel oh, batch. Wow. Was really wow. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I do, but I do love honey. So I would, I would definitely drink that up. <laughs> I do too. I liked it because it had like nice floral notes to it and mm-hmm. it had that honey character, but it wasn't sweet or cloying. And it also, right. Sometimes honey can dry beer out and mm-hmm. it didn't do that either. So that was kind of cool. Sounds amazing. Now, this is going to sound like a weird question, Rachel, but we do ask all brewers that what they what they think. Now, if you were on stranded on a desert island and you could only have one beer, like one style of beer, not like you're not stranded there for life. There will be a plane coming. So, you know, you have probably like a week worth of just this beer. Like we're not talking lost or anything. Yeah, <laughs> solid week. Good solid week. We're taking a positive. St- it's like a stranded yeah. vacation. Yes. What? <laughs> what beer style or brand? Either one. Would you be stuck on that island with? Ooh, ooh, this is tough. Um, only for a week. Only for a week. Only for all right for a week. A week. All right. If we're going style. And that's just because it's my favorite style. I would pick a Saison of some kind. Oh, um, okay. big, big Saison fan. Uh, if I had like to pick a beer right now, no questions asked, I would probably pick the Premium uh, by Ferris Ale Works right outside of Birmingham. Okay. It's an American like lager. It is incredible. Like it's it's a crusher. It's really good. I wow. could I could pound those for a week. I'd be super <laughs> happy. <laughs> now, since you are brewing and and you you have this experimental side of you that you like, what are some unique flavors that you would like be willing to take a chance on? Ooh, okay. So, one beer that I've wanted to make for a long time, but I've had a really hard time trying to get this flavor like infused is pistachio. Ah. So like I wanted to do like a pistachio cream ale or a pistachio, like some light beer where like you can allow the pistachio to kind of stand on its own yeah. without being hidden with like stout flavors or like the dark, um, dark malt characters or overwhelmed by hops. Mm -hmm. Like I just kind of want it to be pistachio. Mm. Um, 
So that's kind of a weird one, I guess. And then I've wanted to make a strawberry rhubarb like sour too, just like a Southern take like strawberry rhubarb pie sour or something. I don't know. I, I just be- saw one online today. It's so funny yeah. that you saw, because uh, one of the people that I follow on Instagram was up at Port Orleans and yeah. Port, Port Orleans has a strawberry rhubarb pie. Um, I don't know if it was a what style. I can't remember what the style was, but it looked amazing. So putting oh. a pin in that because that's not too terribly far. Like I could I could road trip for that. Apparently <laughs> they have it right now because she was just there. I saw that and I was like, oh my god, that looks amazing. Because I love. I am one of those rare people that likes i've eaten rhubarb on its own yeah not raw it's not terrible it's not terrible yeah but like with with, i mean you gotta use a lot of sugar with it just to Mm -hmm. cut cut the bitterness of it but with the strawberry oh my god yeah i just think it'd be like really good and it's such a i don't know it's kind of a classic combination when it comes to desserts i like to think outside the box when it comes to like flavor combinations Mm mm-hmm um, I try to think of like things that might pair well together that you would otherwise not think of. So like, for example, uh, watermelon, feta cheese and mint, like make a really good salad. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, like, it does. Weird and kind of strange if you've never had it, but it is. It's really good. And so I thought about like, OK, feta maybe not so much but how can i get like watermelon and mint into a beer to like marry you know i would Um, drink that i would drink that in a heartbeat oh i I found it it's called late night snack strawberry rhubarb pie berliner oh so there's your sour sign me up that sounds amazing (laughs) road trip yeah and i'm I'm not really a sour fan but i would drink that yeah i would try it i would definitely try it and the, pic- the pictures of it looked just like juicy and perfect. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So as you know, we are a uh, about all about female brewers and, and mm-hmm. female enjoyment of the beer. And especially with what's happened in the last week um, with, you know, at Rad Magnet mm-hmm. and, and Notch mm-hmm. Brewing and everything, a lot of stuff is coming to light about the way women are treated in the brewery world. So do you feel like you've ever had any challenges either, either from, from the brewing side or even just from the customer side. That's just that you've, that you've had during your, your, your four long years. Cause that's a lot. That is, that's yeah. That's impressive. I know it's not that much, but it just like, when I look back, it's like, Oh wow. Yeah. That's a while. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I feel like, unfortunately, and I really do truly mean that very unfortunately. Um, the reason everything this past week hit me so hard is it's like, I know, I know this happens. Mm-hmm. I know this is something that other people deal with as well. Um, however, I, I think just getting to see it all back to back to back, like one after another, after yeah. another, it's very disheartening, I guess, back to the main question. Um, have I dealt with it? Yes, I have. Um, I, I can say that the environment that I work in right now is great. Um, I am the only female brewer, but I've, it doesn't, I don't know, that doesn't weigh on me or it's, 
it's mm-hmm. not a big deal. Um, I have like such a cool team and everyone's just super nice and very friendly and very inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I'm very, very, very grateful for, especially after seeing all these other stories like come out and come to mm-hmm. light because I am very fortunate that I don't work in a toxic environment. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not a huge brewery or anything either. uh, So I don't know if that has some like, if that plays a part in it as well. Um, So that's great. I think for me, so I'm like five foot even and I weigh maybe like 105 to 110 soaking wet. So I'm a very like petite person. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that most of the time from other brewers, I don't get taken seriously. I Mm -hmm. think that I look very young and I'm 30 years old, but I look a lot younger than that. Mm -hmm. And um, I think my stature and just just the way I look, I think, and unfortunately the way I present myself, like I'm a very friendly, like, Hey, how's it going? Like talkative in your face kind of person. And sometimes I think that maybe people don't take me seriously or they don't think that, you know, I can do the job or, you know, I have to climb on ladders to turn our water on. And, you know, it's, I think that sometimes I have to try and prove myself more um, physically uh, in that regard. Um, I have had people question my knowledge, um, but usually I talk long enough to shut them up. And I don't mean that in a mean way, but, you know, I don't know. Talk to me long enough and I think I can prove that I know what I'm, I'm worth my weight uh, in what I do. Yeah. I will say, I think that customers are actually probably for me in my experience, I'm not trying to speak for anyone else, but in my experience, I do feel that like I've had more flack from customers weirdly than I've had from other like brewers. Uh Um, I believe that. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they're just like really bad jokes that they're trying to like pawn off as funny or if they genuinely just don't understand like there's some kind of disconnect there and that can happen. Mm -hmm. I know that people who are ordering beer from one side of the bar don't have 90% of the time, don't have any inkling as to what actually goes into the brewing process Mm -hmm. and what happens behind the scenes and like how much work (laughs) is actually being done back there. Um, Yeah. I I think a lot of, and just from an observation from seeing the different, I watch the people in a brewery, not mm-hmm. just as much as I love the beer and I love the atmosphere. I watch the way that the, the each brewery is structured. How do they, mm-hmm. how is their flow? That kind of stuff. I, look, I try to look at the whole picture, but sometimes I really like to concentrate on who is their clientele mm-hmm. and Agreed. what what kind of perception does this clientele have? And I think, depending on where you go, I've gone to very, I like to say, bro-centric places mm-hmm. where yep. where it is all about this unspoken machismo of hipsters drinking beer and not necessarily yep. picking apart the flavors to just enjoy them and 
and savor them, but to prove that they know more than dude bro next to them. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's like it's like a showboating thing and I think they get caught up in that with each other and they just spread it like like eh. that's it's annoying a, to watch. <laughs> it, it, it is. It, it's amusing at first and then very annoying. But um uh-huh. it it sucks that these same dude bros can sometimes get to the point where they actually own breweries or they yeah. they brew and that's the mentality they cannot have. Having beers that derogatorily refer to women is oh. not okay. And, and that's why we don't so I'll be like, hey, I won't support him. Or, you know, we, we call that out. Be like, hey, it's not okay. Yeah. There, I yeah. think, I, I, I read an article just kind of talking about everything that had happened. And I really do think there's there there's a second wave of Me Too and it's happening in the craft beer world mm-hmm. and it needs to happen because oh. there are so many, even, even just on Instagram alone, I have seen so many amazing female brewers who have thought so far out of the box that these boys can't, yeah. that they're going to get left in the dust and I can't wait until the number of home brewers that are female. We, uh, I interviewed one. It's going to um, play. Well, now it's going to be last week, but uh, this Friday, um, we met a home brewer. She's won best in show seven times. Holy mm-hmm. cow. That's amazing. Seven times. Yep. She has amazing oh. out of the box beers. She's an awesome person. And she's she's going to take the world by storm. And I cannot wait to see how many. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that this fires up a lot of female brewers or wannabe brewers that can take on that artistry and that science and bring it just first at home and then bring it out to the world. To inspire others, you know, to to do that and say, hey, I've been thinking about doing this, but you can do this. It doesn't matter. And I think that like back to those, you know, breweries that have eight IPAs, but nothing else. You know, they don't really think out of the box. And I love an IPA, don't get me wrong. But, like, you have to, like, you know, diversify. And, you know, there's a brewery I'm thinking of, which I'm not going to say their names. But, you know, it's it's that same mentality of, like, you can just look around and you're like, oh, okay, you're not going to take a woman seriously. You're not going to take thinking out of the box seriously. Cool. Yeah. You know, and you don't want to support places like that, you know? I'm hoping. You know, be open-minded. And I'm hoping with what has been coming out, for the people that mm-hmm. are paying attention they will stop going to those places uh-huh. and those people will be fired and they will get more diversified. Not, not just women, but women of color, LGBTQ. Yes. And yes. we need more. Agreed. And that's something that like, I am so glad to finally start seeing like, especially over the past year and even now more so like, we need this push. Like we need this push for, mm-hmm. like you said, for all women, for LGBTQ, for women of color, everybody like mm-hmm. any within this industry. Like we need this so badly. Yeah. And um, it's really kind of awesome to be a part of it and to see it like on a ground level as it's like coming to fruition. I, and that's why we all have to support each other as well, you know, to support each other and speak out and, and just, you know, be like, Hey, you, you know, you got this and, and we're behind you 100%. I'm also, I'm five two and I'm 110 pounds. 
soaking wet as well. And so I, I understand being a short girl, short girl problems, you know, you're not taken seriously and it sucks. But, you know, I think this will inspire more people to stand up and, and hopefully open their eyes. To things. Yeah. Yeah. If you had your own brewery, because, you know, you, you could do it. What would yeah. you call it? So I I feel like anytime anyone's been a brewer, you think like, oh, I'm going to have my own brewery. And I obviously toy around with this idea. And I know, (laughs) I know, I know it's a lot of work. I, but it's not anything that I'd be scared to do. Um, Part of me as weird or conceited as that sounds is like, I would want to use my last name and just Ah. do Brighty, like Brighty. Nice. Um, I like that. It's kind of like an homage to my family. My uh, my dad's grandfather um, used to own a tavern in St. Louis, Missouri, and like would brew his own wine and beer. And nice. then my dad's mom's father um, also like was brewing. I think it was wine instead of beer, but he was making his own fermented beverages. And so I don't know. I just think it's kind of cool that like. I have two great grandfathers that kind of used to do something similar. And then now I'm doing it. I've taught my dad how to homebrew and he has a homebrew system and like keeps six loggers on draft at a time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't I know. It. Like, it probably just it. my name. <laughs> I love that. Now we can, yeah, you can do it. Of course it's in your blood. You can do it. You got yeah. this. Yes. <laughs> so now a- another weird question. What do you feel? Eh, it's not weird. Eh, what do you feel is the most overrated beer style? Ooh. Okay. So I feel like all beers do have a time and a place. Because mm-hmm. um, I, to this day, have very rarely ever met a beer I don't like. Or I. Um, that being said, though, the one I'm like kind of overseeing that's like overhyped. I'm kind of over like the milkshake style. Mm. I, I, I'm yeah. not saying they're not bad or I'm not saying they're not good and everything, but like the smoothie and the milkshake style stuff, like, I don't know. You can just put so much lactose and only so many fruits before. I just, I want a crispy boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I will say we just had a milkshake IPA and I've had one that's very lactose that was like, whoa. But this last one we just had that the one of uh, that uh do we air that episode? Yeah, yeah, we did actually. Yes, we um did. But, and it was uh a strawberry milkshake IPA and it was phenomenal. Strawberry was very lemon crisp. drop. Yeah, lemon drop. So it was very phenomenal. It was just very crisp. It was not over lactose. It was just really balanced well. Yeah. So I think it just depends, you know, but I, I get what you're saying. I think I think I, a lot of brewers are just starting to throw lactose into everything and it's like overused. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, I think honestly, and the idea of balancing lemon and strawberry with the lactose sounds like it is well balanced. I think that maybe is I'm going to rephrase my answer and just say beers that aren't balanced because mm, that's okay. what it is. It's like beers that are like overly sweet or they're overly this or they're overly mm. fruited. It's like, I want something where it's, it's a nice balance of the flavors that you're giving me. I agree. I'm looking mm-hmm. at you barrel aged stouts. Uh, <laughs> 
barrel aged anything is a little too much sometimes uh, for me. But um, okay, so we've got put, about put on a nice cold night. It'll be good in a the nice fall. That'll be in fine. But right now, not in weather. When it's oh, cool. when it's ninety five degrees in the shade, no. <laughs> Yeah, no. yeah. We're getting in that Florida weather where you can like drink the air. Yes. So. Uh, yeah. 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 Now it's going to be the light, crisp, clean beers that yes. can take that edge off the heat that are going to be perfect. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, ma'am. Rachel, what are you brewing right now? Um, so speaking of nice, crisp, and clean, we actually just released a rice lager. Ooh. Um, so yeah, well, I'm really loving that one. That's maybe one of my favorite beers we've uh, released there for Ooh, a, okay. a while. Yeah, it's really, really good. I like it because it gives you the nice like rice notes, um, but it's super clean, super clear, maybe a two SRM. Like it Ooh. is very light in color. Nice. Ooh, okay. Um, we also have our anniversary coming up in June. Um, we're celebrating five years, I believe. And so we have revived some of our old favorites like red eye gravy, which is a coffee, uh, brown ale and then session IPA. Um, we have a fruit, it's like a peach a la mode sour basically. Um, so like peach and vanilla. Uh, that'll be coming out as well. So that's all like kind of in the works at the moment. Nice. Um, do you just do you do any type of distribution? Have you? I know you said you're a smaller brewery. Like, what are or or do you distribute just locally? Like, if we wanted to buy this here in Orlando, would we be able to? Uh, in any of your beers? Orlando, probably not. You're probably going to be a little bit outside of our range. Uh, so right now we are with um, Vintage Distribution, and they go mm-hmm. from. Panama City to Pensacola currently. Okay. Um, they, I think they are looking at expanding, but I couldn't say where exactly. Um, but yeah, so right now more locally than anything. Gotcha. All right. Well, we're coming up on time. We're going about we're about to run out in three forty-five. Um, so, Rachel, is there anything else you'd like to promote with Third Planet or anything like that? Um. Not that I can think of, um, but it's a great place. I really love that we're family friendly and uh, it seems like we're just constantly growing and um, doing uh, new and cool stuff. So stop by if you can. That is awesome. Yeah, road trip. And I'm so road glad road we, I'm so glad we finally got to to speak because we've waited like I said, we've waited so long to talk and I know. And and it sucks that the circumstances with everything at the are going on, but I'm so glad we got to talk to you about it and get your yes. perspective because because I think the voices need to get out there, mm-hmm. and we all know it happens. It just never gets spoken about, and I think yeah. the more people get comfortable in recognizing what's going on out there in the brewery world, world it's it, it's not all peaches and cream and coffee stouts. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. There's some, some sour in it. There's some, and not sour. good. There's some, not good sour. Uh, infected sours. Yeah, some <laughs> off <Yes>. flavors. <laughs> uh, so, I am so glad you got to talk. We got. To, sorry. Yes. I'm so glad we got to talk to you. So we would love to have you say our sign off with us. I would love to. So, yay! And remember, ladies, 
Don't, Don't fear. fear the beer. The beer. <laughs>